What's up, everybody? Episode six here, six, right? Seven, yeah, I don't know. I'm Episode six of the uh, No Chance podcast. As always, it's your boy Ryan. It's your boy Nate. And uh, we're glad that you guys are are back listening to us. I know it kind of seems like a long time. I think we uploaded it what on Monday. Yeah, so we had a few days hiatus, but we're back. Yeah, and we, we didn't another fall episode. Off. We, we no, never no, no, fell no. Off. no, 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 never. No, no, no. And uh, what you're hearing in the background right now is actually um, in lieu of this, like, sort of, like, all this talk about national anthems. We decided to throw our favorite national anthem, the Dipset Anthem. The only anthem I'm standing for. The only anthem we're standing for, Bird Gang. <laughs> Aside from the International Players Anthem. That's all. Or hey, the Rough Riders Anthem, also, which are also acceptable anthems <laughs> to stand for. Man, that is that is awesome. Yeah, the only anthems that we'll ever care about, uh, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so uh, welcome to uh, this week's episode. We're going to be talking about a little bit of a little bit of everything. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, right now. I think the overarching theme for this episode is basically just how the internet influences everything and f- everything, everything. It's, it's been fucking with us lately. Yeah. And let me tell you. So this this past week, I actually went up to Chico. Yeah, I stayed there for about three, four days, and. Basically, what I did was, I literally was off my phone. The is this the story time. you said you were going to tell? This is the story. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to tell it to you earlier because then it would ruin the moment. Yeah, okay. But Anyways, basically, continue. so I stayed off my phone for what seemed like two to three days at a time. Wasn't really on it. Didn't really have you know anywhere to charge it because I was just drunk like the the past three days. Yeah. So I wasn't paying <laughs> the too much attention week. to it. But there was something crazy in how that made me feel. It was like, it. I didn't feel disconnected. I felt relieved. Like, like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders and yeah. I wasn't like constantly like checking my phone and wanting to be in the know. I was just like, eh, I'm just going to free ball, go get some coffee, yeah, read a, read a newspaper, which That's I haven't weird. done in like years. I didn't know those the, still existed. It was the weirdest feeling. And sort of like when that happened, I started to think like, what the fuck would we do without this stuff? Yeah. And and then it came like, all right, well, this is going to be a good ass topic for our podcast because... I was like, well, how, how is our phones and technology and, you know, just social media being ingrained in not only everything in our daily lives, but in terms of streetwear and fashion in general? I think technology and the Internet and all that stuff is just so intertwined with everything else that everything. it's just kind of it's hard to avoid talking about it. I know we've talked about it in like so many other episodes, yeah. but it's just such a big topic. It's and not it's, really something you can avoid. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's literally there's always updates because technology is constantly, yeah. you know, changing. But in terms of it being in our daily lives, it's constantly different. Yeah, it's Instagram an updates its shit like every week. Yeah. So there's always a new feature that can be in, like ingrained into what we do. Yeah. But let's kind of get into, I guess, you know, the first topic that we kind of talked about is like there's so many different things that technology is doing to streetwear. Not only is it within, you know, the streetwear community, products that are being sold that are quote-unquote streetwear and then uh, there was one more the way oh the whole experience the experience uh, yeah the whole consumer experience of going into store 
versus purchasing something online, yeah. all that whole that whole deal. And we're going to do our best thing. to really touch on all three of those because, I mean, I think, and we both agree, like, those things have been drastically changed over the years due yeah. to the Easily internet. Easily within, like, the last five years. Exactly, yeah. you know? So I guess let's let's start with, I mean, my, my personal favorite right now would be, like, just the difference now using, you know, social media, online retailers, as easy as swiping up on an Instagram story to go to like a web store. Yeah. How has it changed for you? I mean, do you still like, I mean, I, I like going into stores. Yeah, I'll I travel to another city just to yeah. go to like a skate shop or a boutique. Do you yeah. still do that type of stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it just gives me more of a, I'm a very like visual, very like tactile mm. kind of guy. So I like more things that are hands-on. Yeah. So I think for me going to an actual store and just taking in that sort of experience is like really important for me. Yeah. Just so I get an idea of what that store is about or what that brand is about. Um, so I think that's a really important part for me um, yeah. as far as like the whole consumer experience. Do you ever get like, like when you go into these boutiques, I know they've always had this reputation for being like kind of vibey in a sense of like it makes you feel awkward do you yeah. ever get that feeling when you go like you're just like i don't know if i'm supposed to touch all these clothes oh yeah for sure um i think just the higher end ones in general yeah. but i feel like a lot of kind of like the streetwear shops yeah places like that skate shops things like that um i feel like I don't know. I don't know if it's, I feel like I fit in more there mm. as opposed to not fitting in at like a high-end boutique, mm. but I don't know. Just something about those types of shops In a sense, feels like more you fit in with the community. Yeah. Like we can like talk about the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like I could relate more to the people that work there, I guess, mm. than no, as makes, opposed to- No, like that, that makes boutique. sense. Like yeah. I don't think, well, on a person to person level, I'm sure that me and uh, some sort of retail worker at a Louis Vuitton can get you know, into a conversation and have yeah, something easy, common. Yeah, for sure. But in terms of like Louis Vuitton stuff, I don't know if I can, you know, dive that deep in with this person. Yeah, about like, exactly. Oh, like this collection, this collection. Like, I don't know shit about Louis yeah. Vuitton. Like but I if you go into like a streetwear store, like a oh, skate yeah. shop, you'd be like, hey, do you remember this? Or yeah. do you remember this? Yeah. Or like, what do you think about and, it? And that's, and I mean, that's the biggest thing that I think is kind of changing over time is we start to see the switch from person to person interaction within retail stores and now this interpersonal like social comment co like social commenting through instagram posts or like yeah. forums you know what i mean yeah. i mean i haven't been the type to to really like do too much in terms of like instagram comments like i'm not on like the famous people's instagrams and like going on these back to forth yeah. diatribes yeah. of like people you know what yeah. i mean like ever since i started you know getting into streetwear I've always wanted to go to the stores because sometimes they didn't have an online web store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, it's all that they had was their, was their uh, brick and mortar store because I think they were covered in like, you know, maybe magazines mm -hmm. or um, maybe on like a, an online article. And it was before, I guess, an online web presence was considered to be cool. Yeah. Because it's not right. I mean, it wasn't back then. You know what I mean? Like not too many really thought about having an online store. Like, yeah. How long was Supreme around before they had before they opened up a web store? Fucking at least like a almost well, a, a decade. decade. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like a decade. I think they yeah. opened up their online web store maybe in two thousand and was it six two thousand around there two thousand something like that like early mid like mid two thousand yeah kinda. and yeah. that's that's crazy to think of because yeah. there were, I mean not only did they not have the technology for meaning I mean the infrastructure of the internet but they also didn't give a fuck about having that stuff because yeah. people were coming in store. Yeah. Um, you have any like, 
fucked up experiences or like fu- like good memorable experiences from going into like stores like you remember it when you were younger no not really i mean really nothing for, stands no, out not really for the most part like whenever i went into a store like supreme or whatever if like i it's been cool nothing, nothing like nothing no nothing remarkable nothing good or bad it's just been kind of like damn right. i have so many like good stories because every time we would go to a new city i think maybe like the first time i went to new york um it was like a new york boston trip when i yeah. was maybe like 16 and i told my parents like these this is the list of stores that i want to go to it was supreme flight club in new york there is a, a dqm oh dqm quality meats yeah and there was another one that I, I forget off the top of my head, but I really wanted to go to those stores. Yeah. And my dad was like, why are we going to a butcher shop? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, a, it's, it's like, um, it's yeah. just the name of yeah. the shop. And I, I forget where it is in New York, but I remember we were walking for like what seemed like an Forever. hour yeah. just to find this place. And we get there. I forget what skater was there that day that I went, but I just remember going in there, being so happy to be in, being in there. Looking at all the stuff, I didn't buy anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I went there too. I did, the first <laughs> I time I went to New York, I didn't buy anything. But it's it. just yeah. like that feeling of like, oh, I see this place all over the, like, yeah. I see it all over the place, and I see them collaborate with all these, you know, all these companies, and it's just like, I just want to see that it exists. Like, yeah, I want to see that it's a real place. It's like visiting like the Statue of Liberty for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it's I just see like it all wow, the time. I'm just seeing it in person. Yeah, yeah, you're only there for what like. 15 minutes and you just go off to Shake Shack. Yeah, you like, you're like, you, like it's right. like, okay, you're real. <laughs> yeah. I fuck with you more now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that those experiences have always been my favorite. And then I guess the other notable one would be, um, there's a really cool shop. I think it's in Boston. I'm pretty sure it's in Boston. It's called Bodega. Oh yeah. Bodega for sure. But the crazy thing about it is like the entrance to the shop is, is like, like an is actual, bo- bodega. actual bodega. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you go there's a guy sitting there like he owns a bodega and you're just like oh this isn't the place yeah and then he's like i was like can we go in he's like yeah open the door i'm like where's the door door? yeah exactly and i think it's it's a vending machine yeah like you open the vending machine you walk in and you're just like holy shit it looks like a it's like a gentleman's club in here like not in a sense like a strip club it's almost like like, a speakeasy kind of exactly and and that sort of like experience is like it's always going to be ingrained in my head and just being like even though i didn't actually buy anything yeah just experiencing it made me even more and more into streetwear. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah for it's, sure. It, it was. It's always. It was always a really cool thing to do, especially whenever I went out to like different country or different cities and countries. Yeah, but I think the experience now, like, I don't give a fuck about going into stores really, really? much anymore. Yeah, like that. That same kind of like excitement isn't there for you it's anymore. Not there. Not really. O- not only do have I experienced it. Like I, I've experienced Supreme. Like I've gone to Supreme in different cities and different countries and it's the same bullshit there. Like they don't have anything. Yeah. So like I already know if I, if I go to New York right now, I don't have to go to Supreme because I don't, I know I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. So why waste my time? But I've only learned that after going there repeatedly amount of times, you know what I mean? I guess now it's just the excitement's not really there for me anymore. I'd rather wait online for like an online store web drop and be like, Oh, it's dropping right now. I gotta go. I gotta go get it. And that's it. And I think that's kind of the point that we're getting at here is that a lot of people actually prefer like e-commerce they shopping do. online do, because it's more convenient for them in some ways. And it's a lot more convenient. They can kind of avoid that a negative experience. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? I think that's a good point that we didn't really talk about is that a negative experience. A lot of people 
go into stores like this and yeah. maybe like they don't really look like they would shop there maybe like wow. they think the people working there are judging them whatever maybe they want to avoid all that maybe they just want to get their stuff wow sent their mail so they don't have to deal with all that maybe you know what it is and i just read this article uh posted i think it was through time i'm not 100 percent sure um but um, it basically said how being on our phones is causing us to be like clinically depressed. Like not only does it lower our self-esteem, but it also just makes us insecure. Like all these negative things, right? Yeah. So imagine how that correlates with wanting to shop online. It doesn't want. It doesn't make you want to go in the store. Maybe meet the manager, meet the owner. Yeah. Um, talk about clothing. Talk about what you're into. Hey, mm-hmm. does this fit? Try things on. Like that's an experience. That's a consumer experience that a lot of people would, like us we would just go to a store and try stuff on for the hell of it yeah and not buy anything because we were there to experience it but now you can literally just click the link in an instagram bio go straight to their web store buy whatever you want without yeah. talking to anybody yeah and that's it yeah and now you're technically a quote-unquote f- loyal f- customer you yeah. know what i mean yeah, but yeah, yeah. Is it not fucked up? (laughs) I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, I get e-commerce and that it makes things more convenient for everybody. But I think the downside is that you're not getting that one-on-one experience or that sort of kind of community built around these sort of stores, uh, around going to these stores and actually talking to people, meeting new people that are into the same stuff as you. Um, So I think it kind of, it's negative in that aspect, but... Where's the positive aspect, I guess, in, in I mean, like well, the one, transformation to e-commerce? Like, one, it's convenient. Definitely. And I think, I don't know, what's another positive thing? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard to... I, I'd say prices, then. Because on e-commerce, you're obviously going to get everything. That's true. It makes things more competitive. Yep. So, therefore, if Sales you don't... sections. Yeah, so... The first things we usually click on to go see, well, we'll like, for me... I'll go to look at a lookbook. I'll yeah. go to look at their newest uh, seasonal collection, mm-hmm. and then jump straight into that sales You're section. Like, and be okay, like, that's cool. But, what uh, is in my size? <laughs> what's filtered? Yeah. All right, what do they got? And then I'll just go at it that way. Um, and I think that's another thing: yeah. accessibility, mm. which kind of goes hand in hand with convenience. But like we were saying in previous episodes, before you had to go to the actual store to buy the stuff. You yep. couldn't go online, but now. You could buy anything. You could buy something from a store that's six thousand miles away from where you're, three thousand miles away crazy. from where you are. That's crazy. Yeah, like, and have it delivered at your doorstep. Yeah, and I, and you're right. Like there is, there, it's like a on a on a um, sort of this balancing act of is it good, is it bad? Yeah. And I can't. I'm used. I'm usually a skeptic. Yeah. I'm usually the one hating on something and trying to disprove something that people hate. Mm. But for this one, I can't because. There's positives and negatives to this, and it just evens out to just being okay regardless. Yeah. Ooh, another thing with this is because it's more accessible, I feel like geographically speaking, like you're seeing less and less distinct styles because it's accessible to everybody. You know what I'm saying? You're right. So like, for instance, like what's available in New York, anybody can buy. So New York never has that like distinct New York look. So LA how, doesn't have that look. San Francisco doesn't have that look. That's anymore. so true. You know like you could, you used to be able, and and it was. I mean, it's kind of blurred, but yeah. back in the day, but like during, I'd say, the Huff days is is like a good. You can almost call it an era, like yeah. the Huff Golden Era. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. people would line up at Huff. They'd get that new all over print 
Quake or whatever, you yep. know, like that. The, it's like a like a uniform, mm-hmm. right? They have the fitted hat with the shirt, the baggy jeans with the rubber band ties, and then some SB Dunks yep. or Air Maxes or Jordans, whatever. They weren't get you couldn't get you could get something similar in terms of another brand, but mm-hmm. if you're in New York, you're getting what like a, I mean, what's in New York? Fucking Alcapulco yeah, Gold, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ten Deep, you know, like or even I think that's was, LA at the about, time. Crooked Castles, A Life. There you go. That's a yeah. that was the big one out there. A yeah. Life. There's a lot of those, but there's slight distinctions. Maybe one of them's not too much of an all over print. Maybe yeah. one of them's just like like a black scale, it's just like a sing- like a symbol or something like that. Like mm-hmm. there was a substantial difference in telling like where somebody was from based yeah. on what they were wearing. Yeah, exactly. And now I, you can't even tell. Yeah, exactly. The only minor way that you can tell nowadays is if you see somebody in like a European brand. Maybe. Because Maybe, because yeah. then if because then you're like either they paid a premium, pay like forty dollars <laughs> shipping yeah. to get that over here, or they're probably visiting from Europe or something. Yeah, and that's like that's the only thing nowadays that you can you can tell that's drastic drastically different. Yeah, and, I mean in my my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird to think about. It's all the topics that we're going to cover today are kind of like interrelated. Yeah, I didn't. Even, yeah, I just realized that right now. Yeah, but um. I don't know. What do you do? You think e-commerce has a overall like neg like a net negative effect or a positive effect, or is it kind of a mixed bag? Is it kind of I both? think I think if you're putting stuff into categories, right, yeah. or, or into boxes, you say like this this is a positive aspect. This is a negative. I think socially, it's a negative. E-commerce does negative or does is detrimental basically to streetwear and fashion in terms of like the community in terms of the community so yeah. the social aspect is tarnished yeah. basically but in terms of accessibility in terms of product mm. in terms of um, what was the third category we we're, we're talking about so we had social we had product and we had um, um we were talking about like the consumer experience there you go yeah so yeah so if we're thinking of the social aspect and we're thinking of the consumer experience aspect it's it's detrimental to well i feel like the consumer experience aspect could go either way because either technology can help the consumer Mm. aspect if it's done in a like if it's done well yeah. okay we'll put that in the neutral pile yeah that's we'll kind of like a pro anaconda if we're looking at like a venn diagram yeah <laughs> we'll put it it's in like the in middle the, yeah. the, the little yeah. like half oval like circle yeah so socially detrimental consumer experience wise it's proven to be good and bad yeah and then on the positive pro- side fucking we're getting whatever we want whenever we want it yeah that's true and that could also be seen as a negative but that's yeah. like in terms of you know just kind of spoiling us. But yeah. so let's talk about that that one in the middle then because we can go both ways on it. Yeah. It's very it's a very neutral topic. Consumer experience like we come from a retail uh, sort of background mm-hmm. and we are able to understand what goes into consumer experience. Yeah. And what brings people to to a store to be brand loyal yeah. in a sense. So what do, you, what do you feel about consumer experience in terms of just streetwear and fashion right now um, with technology? I don't know. I think it could be helpful if you actually decide to use it and use it for its intended purpose. Yeah, of course. So obviously, like, a lot of brands these days have their own app or whatever, mm. things like that, like, their own way of engaging with the consumer. Yeah. I think if it's done well and it actually is helpful, yeah, then I think that 
it's good in that sense. And there's a lot of good and bad examples of this. Yeah. A good a good example, a good example would be, I mean, uh, Nike's always top tier when it comes to consumer experience because that's what they sort of thrive on. Yeah. So like a sneakers app, um, their social media um, sort of presence. Mm-hmm. They have you know apps just to buy on their web store. Like I don't think anybody goes into their their browser anymore and puts nike.com you know what i mean or nike store you know yeah it's just open up the app type in the item i'm looking for my car's already connected Mm -hmm. i'm checking out um some bad ones in my opinion have you ever been on cave emps website i have yeah that one's oh yeah that one's super the user interface is really trippy really yeah it's it's like it makes it hard for you to shop. Yeah. Because you don't know what's there. Yeah. Um, that's just. Dis- it's kind of like a maze of yeah, website. Yeah, exactly. If that puts it in perspective. Like, how do I know what's words? available? You yeah. want to know a funny story? And I just read this. Um, the guy that designed the Cave Amp website is also the guy that designed the Supreme website back in 2004. Yeah. Um, There's an article about that. Yeah. What the fuck? It is starts with an name? S. I forget his name, but yeah, he's yeah. the guy that's responsible for cr- like doing basically the online consumer experience for websites in terms of all these streetwear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shots it's pretty popular too. Yeah. It's pretty well known. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, I think just in terms of just that, that on uh, that consumer experience, I mean, we want convenience. Yeah. So if we can go online to not only like the, we- like the actual company's website, but to four other websites. Yeah. Like what do you call those websites? What do you call a, a hypey shop or HBX. What do you call a Moose Limited? What do you call an End Clothing? What do you call like a Mister Porter? Like you know what I it's mean? More like of just like a. I don't know. You, it, you're look. You're looking at them like Nordstrom. Yeah. Like an online Nordstrom, but they house all the brands that we're looking for. Yeah, I don't know. It's just more of like I think the general term would just be an e-commerce site. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Mister Porter, they don't. They're only an online retailer, right? They don't have any oh, yeah, physical huh. brick and mortar locations. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And, right. I know End does. End has yeah, a brick yeah. and mortar location. Yeah, um, at least one that I know of. But I don't know, just sites like that. It's weird because they don't have a place that you could actually yeah. go to and shop at. Do you ever? So, say you wanted to buy something from like APC. Yeah. Do you ever go to their the APC website first? You know what I mean? Like you go uh, to the company's website before you go to all these other e-commerce sites. I usually go to the e-commerce site. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think we do that? Um, because I don't know. we know we can snag a deal somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I know on APC they're usually going to keep it at full price for yeah. the longest amount of time that they can. And but no I know, free shipping. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I know I could get a better deal on like another uh, site like End or yeah. even like Mr. Porter. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so. it's so and and it's just a weird way of thinking about it because. If I wanted to get a Huff t-shirt, yeah. I have to go into San Francisco to Huff. Yeah. And they might not even have it. Yeah. But that's the risk that I take because I want something that's limited. Mm. So if I can get it on four different websites and my size is available in all those websites. You're not going to go to the store, obviously. You're not, I'm not going to go to the store because yeah. I like order it on my, on my phone. But yeah. Is it, is it sort of like, am I starting to feel that it's not as cool anymore. The if brand it's itself or the, going to the store, like the experience? The, 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 like the product. Retail experience. Oh, is the, the product. product no longer as like as awesome, as unique, as one of a kind? If I know that 
anybody that goes on this website yeah can snag it well i mean to me yes and no like I, obviously like something that's widely available automatically loses that that kind of like yeah. cool factor if you want to call it that yeah um but i mean at the end of the day it doesn't really inhibit me from buying it it's that's just like true. okay like a, a, another person could be wearing this but cool. <laughs> now let me ask you a real question if somebody or one of our friends yeah decided to wear what you thought was cool because it was widely available yeah would you care do you know what friend I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, shout out to that guy. You know who you, you are. Would you still buy it? Even if you bought it before you, would you would you buy it after? <sighs> Probably not, to be See, honest. See, and that's the same idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you really think, like, broad scope, there's probably somebody that's not to say that our friend is this, but there's probably... Dude, really even like you and me, like I'm yeah, not going to buy the exact same exactly, thing that you're going to buy. Because it's readily available and yeah. you know that if you were to send me that link, I'm snatching <laughs> it. <laughs> but that's the fucked up part about it is like it it still is in a sense like you you still get that like, sus- like community aspect to it because if you like were to bring that that item to a forum and you see like 10 other people wearing it mm-hmm. it's, now it's just like it's not cool yeah or like if you were to it's the same sense of if you were to go to that store and somebody buys the same thing you buy you're just like you kind of rethink it like yeah i don't know anything uh, i'm kind of yeah and, exactly and i guess that's just the part that just gets kind of skewed with with an online e-commerce site is because oh well, i think of it whenever i see it, it's just like fuck like 10 other people probably have this. Yeah, or, yeah. Ah, I already saw this on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Like, damn it. And, I mean, it, it kind of messes with me, but... So that would be, like, another negative aspect of, like, e-commerce. Yeah. It's just... Ooh, it's, you, wait, what? You what know you we... No, no. You know what we didn't talk about is e-commerce also kind of meshes with the, the community aspect. Oh, yeah. In the For sense sure. of there's all these new... S- Consumer to consumer type business, like like a um, like a secondhand like retail yeah, site, like exactly. a Depop or Poshmark or like Grailed, Grailed or something like that. Yeah, let's talk about Grailed because we're both like we're on that heavy. Yeah, when I, I am like first, every day. When I, I first think. found out about Grailed, I thought it was fake. Like it was. It almost, just sounds fake. It was like, it yeah. Just, <laughs> it was almost as if like. Somebody had mentioned it in a hypebeast forum. Yeah. And then everybody, like, all the comments following after were just like, why the fuck did you do that? Now everybody knows about it. Like, yeah. it's like it's like letting the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Like, but when I looked at it, I was like, wait, you can get all this stuff, and it's all real, and it's, like, you can bid. And it, it was, like, a more authentic eBay. Yeah. But the filters were More of, like, easy. a curated eBay. Yeah, exactly. Like the stuff that we like, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the trend of where this is all going to go to. Yeah. You know, like, I don't mind if a person's wearing a shirt one or two times and I'll just rebuy it. Maybe yeah. Maybe for a little bit cheaper, hopefully for a little bit cheaper. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, what do you think? Do you think that that's where, you know, streetwear selling or streetwear commerce is, is essentially heading towards? No, definitely. I think that's a reason why Grailed is so popular is yeah. because... People like you and me, like the average consumer, can find good deals yeah. on stuff that might not have been readily available, let's yeah. say, like five years ago. Mm. Like, 
five years ago, would you have been able to buy like this Japan exclusive whatever? Nope. No, you wouldn't have been able to get your hands on it. Probably you would have had to pay like to fly yeah, there. <laughs> you would have to pay like a ridiculous amount for it. But now it's all ready, readily accessible. Yeah. Um, so anybody can basically get their hands on anything these days, <sighs> which is cool. Like, which is cool because yeah. like people like you personally and me, for us, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But when we think about it in the sense of, we all know that streetwear is a sense, there's a sense of like self-expression. Yeah. Right? Or something like everybody wants to be, everybody wants to you stand out different, from the crowd. Everybody wants to be an individual. They want to be, you know, the, the, the most educated, they want, you know, they want to yeah. be the big dogs when it comes to something. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's just like a human nature thing. Yeah. But once you turn it into something where it's just like, okay, now I know that everyone has it, mm-hmm. it kind of changes your mindset a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I think sites like Grail, specifically Grailed are good because they actually do a lot more than just sell, uh, being like a platform for buying and selling. They actually do a lot of other stuff too. Like, um, they give you like, like history, like they give you like his, like background history on brands, items, things like that. They do a lot of, um, like write-ups and articles about different things. So they're very current with like the stuff. So if they know that there's going to be a big drop release and they'll have like um, this is all the things from that drop that people are selling, so yeah. come look at it because they know that people are going to be looking for that. Oh, yeah. I missed out. Oh, I'll go to Grail. Or like this particular piece was inspired by this yeah. or this, like this is a history of this designer and why they're relevant, things yeah. like that. And they have a good knowledge of it. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're a good resource. Yeah. Not even just for buying and selling. Sometimes I just like to go on there to read honestly yeah. yeah i mean i doubt the people at ebay really give a shit about no they're just there to make their why there's hella whatever fake percentage stuff on yeah, there because yeah. they can't decipher between the two yeah um let's segue into the third one then because we talked a little bit about you know the community aspect that e-commerce is kind of destroying i mean we could both agree mm-hmm. on that part and then um the sort of retail experience mixed with e-commerce let's talk about the sort of products that are coming out through technology. Just how technology is furthering the products that we're buying. Yeah, so general. maybe like 3D printing is huge, Yeah. right? Adidas created like the first sort of 3D printed uh, silhouette. The yeah. entire Alto was 3D printed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was called Techcraft or some shit like that. Futurecraft, Futurecraft Techcraft, something like it was that. Called. Yeah. Um, that was a big deal and it kind of is transcended into wearable technology. Yeah. So... Um, what was like the, f- do you know what the first sort of like big wearable tech thing, not, not even, ha- doesn't even have to be clothing. I, I mean, don't mean like, like the invention of like a material like rayon, but yeah. I mean like, like, you yeah, know, that's good. I learned about that in my uh, fabric cool. class. I like rayon. Um, but anyways, uh, I think the first major kind of like wearable tech pieces were, I think accessories, right? Yeah. Like something like a Fitbit yeah. or something like that. It was advancing like the dumb shit. Yeah. Like a pedometer. You can literally get pedometers in uh, Kellogg's box. Yeah. Cereal, like boxes. cereal box. Yeah. I remember sometimes like even McDonald's would get yeah. them out, like in the fucking That's so like backwards. Yeah. Like I need you guys to walk to McDonald's. <laughs> Every time yeah. you walk to McDonald's, make like, sure you have your pedometer. Or like the Nike Fuel Band or something yeah. like that. That might have been the first one that really said like, hey, future, we're coming for you. Like, we're we're approaching you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this all goes back to like every kid when they watch Back to the Future really mm-hmm. made you think like, holy shit, that could be a thing. Yeah. Like, 
auto lacing shoes obviously are, are like is like the biggest thing that's right now. That's a fucking thing now. Like that's it's crazy. real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, the jacket he wore, the auto the self drying jacket was yeah. a big thing. So these things are now real. Like yeah. the transition of like where technology is taking materials, like dry fit wasn't a thing. No. Like Nike dry fit wasn't a thing. Yeah. And now you, your shit can pretty much dry on its own nowadays, yeah. but not in the sense of it as actual machine. Yeah, right? it's crazy, man. Like, we're in the future. Yeah. It's weird. And that's crazy, right? Because clothes are becoming more than just pieces of fabric that you wear. They're becoming mm. like... An extension of your body almost. Yeah, or like, like an extension of the, at least the device that you yeah. have. Yeah, so I guess um, as of right now, I mean, uh, we read these two articles. We'll, we'll post it on our, our Twitter but we were kind of looking into, you know, where what's what's going on in wearable yeah. um, technology, technology. Yeah, so, sort of. But it's it's kind of jumped from actual like wearable tech, meaning a watch, you know, maybe some Snapchat glasses or, mm. you know, um, I don't know, like wireless headphones. Like that's wearable yeah. tech. But like w- what's another word f- to describe the clothing that's tech? Maybe like you can't say technical clothing. because yeah. That just means like. We're going to call it acronym or uh, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. There's going to be some sort of term to describe a piece of apparel that has some sort, some of, sort of like technology, technology yeah, housed within it. It's apparel. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so looking into that, there, Levi's is doing this collaboration with this company. Google. Google. Yeah. <laughs> so this it's company, Google. like, it was some, <laughs> like, this some like, random like, company. startup tech. It's like, tech no one's ever heard of it. Yeah. But, yeah, um, doing this collaboration with Google and in, in incorporating certain commands on, like, the wrist area of the jacket. Yeah, so basically what it is is um, it's kind of like an extension of your phone, I believe. Yeah. I think there's an app linked to your phone that also connects to this um, – piece that goes into the ri- left wrist of the kind of like, like a, a like denim a, jacket like how Buzz Lightyear had his little thing on his wrist that yeah. you lift up it was kind of, it's kind of like that but on yeah. your jacket yeah so basically you can program different commands onto like three different functions on there so you could swipe Crazy. left swipe right or like double tap it and yeah. you can program different commands to correspond to each Holy sort shit. of action so basically it's an extension of your device that you can wear on your wrist wow which is no different from like an Apple Watch. It's honestly. no different. But it's, I mean, it's literally within your piece of clothing, a jacket. Yeah, so that's, that's weird. That's so, it's, I think it's ridiculous. Well, I think the main, I think, was it a commuter thing? Like, I think they're the all, yeah. Yeah. I think it was part of their commuter line. So I think the idea behind it was a little bit more um, ergonomic. Yeah. Um, kind of feel for your device while yeah. you're riding your bike or skating oh, or whatever. So you, you can, you know, access your device mm. while doing different stuff. I guess I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. But I, I just personally, I don't think I can mix the two. So if if I'm going to have my technolo- technological devices connected to the clothing I'm wearing, mm. I feel like I'm going to be more a bit more on my toes about what I wear. Like I can't be in the rain. <laughs> no, that's if true. I have to jump in a pond to yeah. save, you know, a little dog or something, like, yeah. I'm not going to want to do that. You know what I mean? Like clothing and just like the shoes like that we wear, it's it's based off your like your lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Like I guess when because we're so 
like ingrained into you know this SF tech community, mm. we start to see it a lot more. Like techies, you know, riding boosted boards, wearing but the I AirPods. Hate I hate boosted boards. The backpacks with solar panels. Like th- yeah. they're, they're all digital. They're they're damn near Tron. Like mm-hmm. just riding around the streets. But for us, th- just the normal person, just kind of the skater, or the whatever, the whatever. Yeah. It's I like, guess I'm the whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of point at you like whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for us. Yeah, unless the future requires us to have that. Yeah, like, I uniform. think the reason why we're not so kind of enraptured with this sort of is that a, a word? word? Is that a word? That's a great. But um, <laughs> anyways, I I feel like the reason why we're not so big on it is because we don't really need it to function in we our don't. everyday lives. Like we it don't. just seems unnecessary to pay for a four hundred dollar jacket when I can just take my phone out of my pocket and do the exact same things, you know? But if you think about it, and it sounds kind of fucked up, it almost, it almost like back, backtracks the sort of like face-to-face communication. Cause if, if I don't have to pick up my phone and I can just like push on my wrist, yeah, we can make eye contact or like we can talk more or like whatever, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. It, it kind of does it backwards in a sense, but I don't think that's their purpose of like, oh, we got to increase person to person communication. So no, let's put not. some shit on your wrist. <laughs> like it, de- it definitely doesn't make sense. I also saw another one where they were printing like it's like a, a form of printing a battery. Oh, into like into the fabric into itself? Into the fabric, yeah. on the backs of fabric. So... I guess one of the things that I was seeing was like a, almost like a, a windbreaker, but yeah. it changes colors. So like you can literally change the color of your windbreaker. Oh, was that the one where um, it, it was like, like their LED lights yeah. on the actual like piece of clothing itself, yeah. and yeah. Then it connects to an app, mm-hmm. and, and you then can change there's the like color. A color wheel where you can change the color. The same way that you can like ch- like if you were to have like they have these like new tech lights that you can keep in your room and you can change the color of that. Yeah, don't, don't they have that, that on cars too now? Yeah, yeah. I see it on like like Uber drivers have it on their yeah. like, little like logo for their placard. But mm-hmm. just imagine that like I only got to buy one jacket, I can change it to any color I want for Yo, any event. That is crazy to me. I, what the fuck is that? Yeah. How many times? I didn't even think about that. I don't even have I to go shopping. I thought it was shopping. done at first. I don't even have to go shopping anymore. Yeah. I better keep it clean. You know, okay, you know what I thought was the really stupid portion of that? What? Is that you could program music to sync up with the colors so that every time there's, like, a little thing of bass, like, oh it changes the color, God. which I think was... Did like you, no, no, no. <laughs> this, no um, we're going to go back in time to about 2010. The first, like, wearable technology, other than the, 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 um, the fuel band was a t-shirt with like a small TV screen square on it that would have like um, like levels, like bars, and you connect it to <laughs> your phone. Fuck. Really? And it would play, or it would play the music on your phone, like through, uh, through the speaker on it, yeah. and then the, the fucking design would go up and down. And I thought that was the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. that used to be a thing. Like, Actually, hoodies. I've never seen that before. But Did that you ever see the hoodies dumb. with the headphones that were like right here? Oh yeah, and that then was you a, <laughs> that's wearable tech. <laughs> like that was some dumb shit. Yeah, it's cool, but it looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like I can only imagine, like, like if imagine if Carhartt, like a workwear brand, decided to put on their hoodies headphones because they have to go do construction and they need like Ooh, earplugs. earplugs. Like, just imagine, like, how crazy would that look? Yeah. I don't know. So what do you think is the future 
how do you think technology is going to further like what what are we going to be wearing in the future? I think it's going to go think? two different ways. I think it's going to and I think acronym is and, and and Nike are doing a great job at this acronym because they make you look like a fucking ninja. Like the way you look in the future is basically how you're going to look in I mean all those futuristic movies, they they know how it's going to look, so we're just sort of mimicking that, like in the sense of like probably going to be all black. <laughs> but I'm saying, do you think everybody's going to look the same? No. Because no, no? Cause there's going to be two different attires. There's okay. going to be the commoners, <laughs> meaning we're going to be in the, the black ACG outfit with looking like a sleek ninja that just came out of like Watch Dogs, a video game. Yeah. And then there's going to be the upper class and they're going to be wearing the Tron uniforms, the, the jackets that change color. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, do you think because of wearable technology, like something like whatever, like that color changing jacket, do you think everybody's just going to have... The same sort it. of everyone's, everyone's gonna, gonna have, have it. it. Yeah, it's gonna be auto lacing shoes and a jacket that changes colors, and that's all people are gonna wear. Because why would you? If you had a shirt that changed colors and a jacket that changed colors and a pants that changed colors, and you have one app that changes the colors to all of them, I just thought of a great idea. Why the fuck would you buy more outfits? What about a T-shirt where? you can upload your own graphic oh, <laughs> and switch it out whenever damn. you want. That, Dude, would, that be would be crazy. fucking insane. Even if you had like a machine that you just run it through yeah. and the graphic just boom, right on top. You could just take just buy a ten, Just buy a six pack of Gildan Tees. Oh and my God. <laughs> Dude, that would be so fucking ridiculous. You think streetwear is going to exist? You think fashion is going to exist? I don't know. Dude, that's so crazy to think about. Think about it like this. Imagine like uh, an old fashioned house, like a Louis Vuitton, yeah. right? Imagine if, you know, like they, you know, quality goods, quality goods, they don't want to jump into this new school way of doing clothing, like wearable, you know, mm. crazy technology. You get this random startup company comes in, it's like, hey, we're going to make these jackets that change color. We're going to make these shirts that change color. We're going to make hats that change color. And then everybody catches on to that. All right, is anybody going to buy Louis Vuitton anymore? Maybe I, the social status, like I, the upper class people are wearing these, these like changeable apparel, color changing apparel. Does anybody give a fuck about these old like fashion houses? I don't. That's a good question. That like, is a very will good they question. Get put, eventually, get pushed out of the way because I didn't see Louis like Vuitton just, in Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you? So basically, the question you're asking is, will. Will brands either have to conform to this sort of That's it. future technology, or will they like die just out. die off because they don't they choose not to? I don't know. That's a good question. What are they gonna do? I mean, fuck. I don't know. You, you, I, we, okay, as a consumer though, would you still buy it, or would you just go with the future technology? I'm gonna go with the future technology because somehow, some way, there's gonna be some sort of future technology where people are just gonna get so lazy and be like, should I get these high top? Louis Vuitton shoes, or should I get this shoe that fucking auto laces every time I put my foot in it? Because social stat, there's gonna, there's only gonna be two social status. You're gonna have the dope clothing that probably co- it's gonna cost like five thousand dollars for this, yeah, this hoodie that changes colors. Shit, like I want to look like the rich people. Well, I think it's gonna come to a point where it's either you adapt as both a brand and a, and a consumer, yeah, or you get left behind. For instance, like. 
Look at VCRs. Who the fuck owns a VCR exactly. these days? Exactly. Like no Old one's using VHS VCRs. tapes. Yeah, no one's using a VHS people tape. People still put VCRs to record on like programming that's on TV. Dude, nobody even listens to CDs anymore. Come and on. I just like I only started using iTunes maybe in like most cars don't even come with CD players anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think it, that's going to be the case. Either you adapt and you know get with the current yep. situation, whatever the wave might be, what wearable tech, whatever it is. Look or at the companies that off. are doing that are. I don't want to say following the trends, mm-hmm. but advancing with the current. I guess the, what the, where the current market is. Yeah. Right. So, who the hell knows where, like some of these VCR companies went. Like, yeah, has they either bought okay. a Toshiba TV recently, or I mean, they make TVs. I mean, they make flat screens now. I'm pretty sure and they probably do. There's probably a bunch of like Zenitech. Yeah. I don't know. That was like an old TV. They don't make shit anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you? You're not gonna just be like, okay, I'm not gonna make that because I'm like this. VC- I like VCRs, so I'm gonna yeah. keep making VCRs. Okay, you can go out of business in a week. You you don't Blockbuster out out. Hell, oh, hey, I don't want to do no online, no subscription. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Come to our store. Come get some popcorn and some candy and like, go no, home. Fuck all that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm staying at home in bed. Out. <laughs> yeah. I'm staying at home in bed. I'm going to pay this monthly. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going to watch go a Netflix. thousand movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It, it's just it's just the trend. Like, and, and I've noticed this with a lot of companies. It's like there's a lot of like companies that are strictly like will die and stick to like Print. Which I think is very noble, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's very but noble, but at the end of the day, you're still going out of business. You're going out of business, yeah. and unless you're the type to be like, "Oh, I'm not doing it for money. I'm just doing it because, because I love it." Yeah, then fine. Like, go love it when you're retired with with go no be business. washed up and broke. Washed up, but like <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of these streetwear companies are starting to get that. Like, not they're following the trends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to release the bomber, the denim, the distress. Yeah, but they're also like doing these like cool collaborations with you know like wireless speaker companies or fucking well i think there's i just thought of it there's this sort of like paradox it's because not even having to do with wearable technology but i think just in general i think a point that i have to make is when you adapt when you sort of advance with the trends you kind of almost kill yourself off at the same time because you're the same as everybody else yeah so i think it goes both ways so are we looking at like a in the future one brand to rule them all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird to think about because there's this sort of dynamic where either you have to be the same as everybody else and be on that same playing field or you die off. Yeah. Which can be good and bad because everybody is the same. There's no sort of like individualism. Maybe here and there, like there's some like distinct yeah. styles, but it's all going to be the same I at guess, the end of the day. Yeah, and you're right about that. Like, the market only dictates so much. Like, you you can't – you can be as creative and expressive as possible. Yeah. But, like, one day later on down the road, the market's going to change all that. They're the gonna invis- be like, you the have, invisible hand, man. You have, to, you have to sell your shit at Zoomies or you're done. Wow. I didn't know this turned into an economics podcast. No, but it's so <laughs> true. Like, yeah. If you look at a lot of the creatives that start off as just like, oh, I want to create my own shit. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I don't want to collaborate with no brands. I want to yeah. release my own shit. Eventually, a big corporation is going to come and be like, hey, you want to sell your stuff here? Oh, no. We'll give you this amount of money. Okay. Like, All right. uh, like, yeah. 
why the fuck not? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, look at look at some of the the more independent brands or like that have started off a little bit smaller, like a Brain Dead. Like, they're you know they're they're still pretty low they're key. They're pretty low yeah. key. Oh, let me come out with a collaboration with Vans. All right, now they're like they're something. Yeah. Oh, now you know now he's something. Like, and then like a Chinatown Market, like one of my personal favorites. Like when it first came out, literally started as Instagram brand, right? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know. Oh, exclusive collection at Urban Outfitters. Ooh, ex- exclusive collection at Zoomies. Like, I respect it. Like, I'm still going to buy it because I love it. Are you? But is it like, it's not selling out. It's, I need to stay alive. I need yeah. to keep my brand alive. Like, <laughs> I'm not there's, trying to sell out, but I need to. Ways I, looking at there's it. like a thousand different startup brands on Instagram. Like, I'm getting this offer. I don't want to be another Instagram failure. Yeah. I want to fucking make it. Yeah. So I'm going to have to sell my shit somewhere. And that's just what's going to happen. <sighs> Dude, all this shit is so crazy to think about. It's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing, man. But yeah. uh, for the most part, I can see sort of streetwear sort of, you know, live on for the next, you know, 10, 20 years. Hopefully. Shit. Hopefully, you know, this, none of these tech startup companies decide, decide to listen to this podcast and make that shirt and then shut Although, if a tech company wants to sponsor this podcast, hey, we would be open to that. So We're, we're looking for donations. We are looking way. for sponsors we'll, we'll, uh, slash funding. We'd so. love to uh, advertise your uh, cloud storage yeah. uh, <laughs> system or something like that. We'd Somebody, be great at it. To USB disks. Or yeah. <laughs> we'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, so what's the sort of like end, end, end all be all that we see with this like e-commerce shit that's happening like not 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 e-commerce but just like this online sort of realm of where streetwear is at i don't know i think just everything in our daily lives is becoming so intertwined with the internet and technology definitely it's going to be hard even for something like streetwear which seemed kind of very inaccessible Mm -hmm. in terms of like uh, tech brands being involved with it, whatever. Yep. I think in the future, it's just going to become more, the line is going to be more and more blurred. Definitely. Um, which is good and bad, but I mean, I mean, hey, what can we do about it? Exactly. Nothing really. We don't, we obviously don't control shit. Yeah. We're not even, you know, the biggest podcast out there. So no. we, our voices don't matter yet. Yeah. But I'd say just for something for people to sort of eat off of for this episode is, you know, do your best to support your local mom and pop brick and mortar stores <laughs> while they're yeah. still alive. Yeah, you. Everybody has their favorite shop that they just maybe randomly strolled into one day and has now become, you know, the thing that they love to go visit when they can. They have the person that's working there that you know on a first name basis. Yeah, you formed a bond with them, and now you're a loyal, you know, loyal customer. So. Do your best to always <laughs> just enjoy tr- not having to wear shirts that have the fucking music thing. Yeah, on them. just don't. Do you, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> try to try your best to stay away from that shit yeah. as long as possible. Yeah, because just we, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it while it lasts. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, and re- realistically, like we always, realistically, like we always say at uh, the end of every podcast, is really just where would you like for as long as you can. <laughs> For however long, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we want to say thanks to all our listeners for yep. uh, listening to the podcast. Thank uh, you, guys. Definitely, the way to help us is to fucking like the stuff that we put out and also, you know, retweet. I was going to make a really friend. bad joke. Repo- but yeah, what? never mind. No, no, can we continue? Anyways, 
Like our stuff, repost it, tell your friends about it. We're going to start putting up videos on YouTube so you guys can start YouTube, to see it. YouTube, Instagram content. Instagram content. Eventually get our own site up and running, hopefully yep. within the next few weeks. Follow us on all our social media, No Chance Podcast. And that's episode six or seven. Six or we'll seven. find We're out not at sure the yet. end of this. You know <laughs> we'll what I mean? figure it out. So thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later.